All right, hello everybody. It's the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. Finally, we have have been doing. Uh, we've been behind still. We've we started getting ahead on certain other podcasts, but we're falling behind this one. So now we're talking about Payback 2023, which we're massively behind on. But I mean, at least uh, we're going to probably do all these kind of quickly anyway. And then it's just me and Jeremy, Josh and Jeremy again, like usual. So, yep. uh, pretty much there isn't that much into this pay-per-view, really. There's six matches because they stopped doing kickoff shows, uh, essentially. I think they still have the kickoff show itself, but it's like what they did with the pay-per-views where they would, like, recap everything before you would get to the pay-per-view. If anybody was, like, young enough to know that, like, if they were, if you bought a pay-per-view when you were younger... They would show, like, all the vignettes before all the matches and stuff before the actual pay-per-view started. So, Something I could say with this one, though, at least, and I'll start off by saying it, was looking at the results or the the match times, there was only one that was less than 10 minutes. The rest were uh, greater than 15, which is not standard for WWE. Uh, yeah. But, but at the same time, it goes back to, uh, we'll preface that by saying this pay-per-view was three hours long and it only had six matches. And I think the next one we'll talk about in the next podcast will be Fastlane, which it was the same thing. I think there were six matches on that card. Yeah. And like, no, there were five matches on that card and it was still almost three hours long. So yeah, all the ads that we talk about on WWE are crazy. Cause when we talk about wrestle dream, the, the one after the next two, um, there was uh, 14 total matches with four being on the kickoff show, and that pay-per-view went for four hours. Yeah. And that's not including the four kickoffs. If you included the kickoff, it was five hours long because yeah. me, and, me and my son went to that one. But we'll go ahead and get started talking about payback, and we'll yeah. talk about the other two and the other ones. Essentially, it was uh, Becky Lynch going against Trish Stratus, which this was like the blow-off match, pretty much, to try to like get rid of Trish, I guess, for a while, which I don't even know how long how long she's going to be gone for, if she's going to even wrestle again. I know, but, but this uh, match was crazy. I remember it started off with Becky hitting three Bexploders in a row, and <laughs> then and then Trish started to do stuff, and then... Becky yeah, I saw like I saw that it. there was a couple of botch moves that Trish did. Like it, it was mostly her finish move, I think. Uh, where I think it was where they were trying to do something off of the cage itself, and then she almost fell or something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but well, it was back in September. Keep in mind, yeah. this <laughs> pay per view happened September third, I think. So. Um, it was a while back since it's now November 7th. Um, yeah, especially that when we're we recording see so it. many other, like, uh, so much wrestling in the meantime. It's like any of the ones where we're not huge on or like something that didn't leave that much of an impression. You're just like, uh, especially well, yeah. when we watch the paper before. But yeah, within this. like anything that I want to watch. But yeah, with this one, though, after. Uh, Trish took control. Becky fought back a little bit. She rammed her 
into the cage and then tried to get her in the disarmer. Then yeah. I I've had it the whole time. I'm aiming that way. So then, Trish, did you see the part where she avoided the move and performed a cool thing where she went into a spider to avoid the lariat only to take a leg drop from her? Do you remember that part? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Becky followed up with a a leg drop while uh, Trish was draped across the top rope. So, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of crazy stuff that. that happened in this match because then after that, that's when Trish got that nasty bump on her head. Remember, we were yeah. talking about it during oh, the match. Yeah. We were like, yeah. And uh, then uh, there was a power bomb. I mean, and then Becky connected with a twist of fate, but Trish came back with a stratisfaction. I mean, it was like, there was stuff going back and forth because then there was an avalanche bulldog that Trish followed up with, but uh, Becky kicked out of that. And then, gosh. Which I think but, Trish has done that before. I think the avalanche bulldog, I think she's done it before. But. Oh, I know. I'm just saying there was just all types of stuff that happened, oh, yeah. you know, and that. Uh, and this match went 20 minutes. So it was, we were talking about it when we watched it, it went way too long. I remember we were talking yeah. about that when we watched yeah. it. Um, because I think they went to that long just because Trish Stratus and Pecky Lynch, though. I don't well, yeah, I think but if I mean, there would have been other people in, involved, I don't think you would have gotten And then obviously, um, a superplex happened after that. And then, uh, both of them tried to escape with uh, Trish trying the door, and then Zoe Stark came in uh, to help Trish and and hit Becky with the door. And then Becky hit her manhandle slam, uh, which we thought that was going to be it at the time, but then uh, Trish kicked out of that, or uh, Zoe broke it up. That's what it was. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, that's when Becky locked the cage, hit the manhandle slam on Zoe, and a avalanche manhandle slam on Stratus to win it. So, I mean, there was a lot that went in this match. We talked about that it shouldn't have went that long. Um, but um, And then eventually Zoe started to turn, too. Essentially beat up Trish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's because Trish started yelling at her again. You know, about... Yeah. You know, I'm better than you. Why did you fuck? Why did you fuck up so bad? Even though I think Trish gives, and I'm probably in the minority here, but I think Trish is not as good as she's, she's giving my least for. favorite. Like uh, she is my least favorite, like women's wrestler. I don't and, understand why people like out of both of the people, Lita versus Trish. Lita is by far the better wrestler. Oh yeah, the best, far, more yeah. charismatic, more everything, and then she was yeah, like you kind of could tell that Vince has a type, and it's pretty blonde girls. Well, we because, talked about that before. Cause yeah. Char- Charlotte's yeah. not pretty, but she's blonde, and for some reason, she gets pushed all the time. Pushed all the time. But, yeah, compared to the, her counterparts in the Four Horsemen, and yeah. <sighs> so then. But, well, anything else get, out on this? I don't or, think so. I I think yeah. that was 
we we talked about it, but the fact that it went 20 minutes was crazy. I mean, yeah. considering the next match uh, that you're going to talk about only went 15. And I don't think it needed to go 15. Like, uh, LA Knight versus The Miz, where it seemed like LA Knight was getting a push somewhat. Well, that, and so, we want to point out that John Cena was the special guest referee yeah. in this match, too. So, at, um, at first, he came out and started talking, and then, you know, I can't remember if he was just like, I'm being the special referee for this match. I think that's what he did. And then Miz was like, no, you don't get, no, you don't get to. And then, of course, he lost. Well, and the and, funny thing anyway. is, ever since then, we'll get to this, but the Miz has since turned face. What? Really? Yeah, how yeah, the, he's he's now a face. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we'll talk about that more time, as we get further. Yeah. We won't talk about it too much in here. I just wanted to point it out since the Miz was in a match on this yeah, card. That's so weird. Um, but yeah, like the, the match could have went five minutes, and then it didn't need to be as long as it is. But I mean, uh, with all the commercials and all that stuff, they probably had to be like, "Oh, well, you get this amount of time." Well, yeah, he kind of tried to started to make his, uh, f- you know, he still was a heel at this point because where was this at? This was in Philly, wasn't it? Where was this? So, something like that. So, like, uh, Miz came out in a Cleveland Browns jersey. Um, yeah, it was in Pittsburgh. So, Steeler Country, he comes out in a Cleveland Brown in Cleveland Brown colors, not the jersey. Oh, but yeah, in Cleveland Brown it, colors. Oh. Later on, it says Steel City. So yeah, I should have figured that. Yeah, but, uh, well, but yeah, not much so, happened in this match. This one was one of those. They went back and forth. I mean, LA Knight hit a superplex, and then yeah, um, Miz came back with an axe handle from the top rope. But then yeah, that's obviously, what I'm the, saying everything was the same with Miz matches, and then LA Knight was just there to. Take the pen and like to beat him. Yeah, you could tell because they were chanting "Yeah" throughout the match. I mean, it was yeah. the the crowd was. But um, I mean, the funny thing was, Miz had a good control of the match for a good chunk of it, and then it was like near the end. Which again, this only went fifteen minutes, but fifteen minutes and forty five seconds. But uh, for the vast majority of it, the Miz had control of it. And then uh, L.A. Knight took over. So, um, and that was near the end. And then obviously John Cena, they were playing this up beforehand, was that they were kind of at each other, uh, John Cena and L.A. Knight were. And then at the end of this, because obviously L.A. Knight won. um, uh, uh, But John Cena had to do his stuff at the end. And it always seems like the Miz is always involved in shit like this. So, like, when somebody comes in as a special guest referee, Miz is always one to take the the shit yeah. from that person. So that, that yeah. same thing happened in this where, you know... Uh, they don't have Dolph Ziggler anymore, so now they get to use the Miz as, like, the two that takes well, the pins from people. Yeah, the Miz the uh, hit his... Talent. Well, the Miz uh, hit his skull-crushing finale in this one, but uh, L.A. Knight got his shoulder up. But then the Miz turned his attention to Cena, um, looking to do the five-knuckle shuffle on him. But uh, then Knight did a kip-up 
and hit a power slam on him. Uh, yeah, before that's the, what I'm saying. Most of, before most his elbow. of the stuff in the match was like. And what is this move called? So. It's called the BFT or something like BFT, that? BFT, yeah. I, I can't remember what it stands for, though. Like, I know it's called BFT, though. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know it's something obvious. I just can't think of it right now. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much it was just to, like, put over L.A. Knight. Now he was going against Roman. So, and then there was Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory was the next match. And this was, like, where Rey Mysterio beat Austin Theory. I think it was, like, what, like the Raw before or, like, the Raw a couple months before or something like that. Yeah, and this I can't was, remember when he beat him. This was a short-ass match. Yeah. And for some reason, WWE keeps doing this shit where it's, it reminds me, it harkens back to when The Fiend and L.A. Knight had that Mountain Dew pitch black thing. Like, this one was, I think, sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what? I mean, why do you have a match that's freaking sponsored by somebody? I guess if, if a company's willing to give you money for that, I, I would take it too, but See, it just I seems remember. strange. Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember if the if the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one was this one or if it was the Judgment Day one. But, yeah, this one, and then, uh, but again, it only went nine minutes and forty-five seconds, so there wasn't much to it. I mean, Theory yeah. tried to rip Mysterio's mask off early on in the match, and then uh, I think uh, uh, Ray hit a moonsault, and then he went later went for the six-one-nine, but nobody was there, and Austin countered it into a spinning torture rack sit out power bomb yeah kind of thing and uh then mysterio obviously later connected with a 619 because i think he does that in every match he's in and then uh followed that up with his frog splash um but theory kicked out of that one then uh theory went for his a town down but uh Mysterio countered it and pinned theory and that's how it ended. So, I mean, this was kind of, this was one of those matches. It was like, I guess it was just to get Ray Mysterio, the title for two pay-per-views because we'll get to it when we talk about crown jewel at, you know, oh, yeah. in, in a week or so. But anyways, I won't spoil that. I'll talk about it during that one, but, um, Especially, uh, and this yeah, is no, like, I can't. Yeah, we'll like talk about it. Then, but. Yeah, it's like this, and then it's like, uh, the next match too, where it's like uh, the street fight for, uh, between Judgment Day and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's like well, I think that one thing I wanted to point been, out though before we moved uh, on to that, Josh. Though, remember right after this match was when Becky Lynch was interviewed, and it set up the whole. Uh, Becky Lynch, T- Tiffany Stratton stuff that happened. Oh yeah, uh, right, yeah, after this, I wanted to point that out because Becky Lynch went down to NXT and won the the NXT belt for a short time. Um, and I think her and Tiffany Stratton had what two or three matches? Yeah, in a I think short it was three time matches, frame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, because this was only in September, and I think it's been a good month since they had their last one. So I mean, yeah. they had two or three matches pretty close I together. Think, but. I think Becky Lynch was supposed to fight, uh, not Zoe Stark, but 
Damn it, I'm trying to think of the other person that she was supposed to fight. Um, it's another NXT person. Oh, Laya Valkyrie or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think she, she was, the, uh, she she did, was, she was she, supposed to wrestle at Hollywood Havoc. That's it. She, wow. she did, and she lost. Yeah. So, um, which I don't know so many of the NXT stuff anymore because I haven't watched it really since. Yeah, I didn't want to. Uh, it doesn't matter that we give that crap away because we don't talk about the NXT stuff. On yeah, the we panel, used to talk about it podcast, heavy but, when we used to watch it, but like, I don't know. Ever since they changed the black and gold thing to the white and gold thing and did a, a bunch of other stuff, I don't know. It's just, it just felt like the magic that was in NXT kind of went away. Yeah. Because uh, like uh, a lot of the people that they have in there now is more like reminds me of Hokey, uh, yeah. the next generation WWE type thing. I mean, yeah, except well, for like Joe Gacy and the Rock's kid. And there's obviously there. been announcements for NXT since then, but we'll talk about that when we talk about Crown Jewel. Um, yeah. About four podcasts from now, so. Guys listening, look forward to Crown Jeweling. You can hear what we talk about during that one because yeah. there's been some news since Crown Jewel that's happened that's kind of interesting to me. But, um, yeah, so we can go ahead and move on to that uh, the yeah. one. Uh, Essentially, the Judgment, the Judgment Day. Day and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match was probably my favorite out of the whole pay-per-view. But I, didn't, I'm like, I think that, honestly, it showed that it seemed like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were kind of hurt at one point. Yeah, it had to be something because they, well, we'll get to it already. They lost. I mean, yeah. But, um, so, and I we mean, didn't think that they would lose this one. I mean, they hadn't had yeah. the belts for that long. I mean, no, like only since what, what, six WrestleMania? months? Since WrestleMania. So, April yeah. to September. So, you're talking about five months. So, it's like, and then not only that, it seemed like they were setting up, and they are actually because they all have belts right now. Is that everybody in the Judgment Day has a belt right now? So, yep. Um, Rhea Ripley has the still, women's title, she, uh, and Dom has the North American belt, which I don't even know at this time. Won twice. Yeah, but at this point, I don't know if he had won it yet. Uh, at payback, oh, yeah. I don't think he had it yet. Um, I think um, he had it right before they won it. Okay. I think he got it like at the pay at the NXT pay per view. <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, right before, uh, right before. Uh, but yeah, this with there being six that. matches on the card and who was on the card, there were only two matches I would say that I considered pretty good, and that's this one and the yeah. last one. Yeah. And like, um, uh, ones that I could remember most of the stuff out of, at least. Yeah, I mean, this one was your like standard. Kevin Owens and Sam and, I mean. Yeah, and pretty much Kevin Owens, of course, and same with Sami Zayn. <laughs> Damn. Bless Excuse you. Excuse me again. But uh, once again, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were either dishing out of a lot of punishment or doing a lot of crazy moves. Well, it's and just like, like always. You, remember, we like talk usual. Yeah, we talk about this, though, that KO is always the one that takes all the bumps. So it's not surprising that he gets hurt a lot because he's the one that always takes the crazy bumps. It's almost like Dar that's the thing about Darby Allen to me in AEW, man. He takes crazy bumps, but he's very rarely hurt. Injured, like, yeah. And it's like 
he must have one of those floppy bodies or something. You know how you, you like when they say people get under the influence of alcohol that they tend to not get hurt in a crash, but then they'll massively yeah. hurt somebody else. It's because they're so messed up that they kind of become almost re- body is relaxed. Yeah. Like rubber, yeah like so, rubbery or something. so I don't know, but it's just kind of like that. It's like maybe because he's just so used to performing that way that he never gets hurt. But like Kevin, Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen or whatever you want to call him has been doing this a little bit longer than Darby has. Yeah. So it's, I think yep. it's just catching up to him. I did think a cool thing was that KO revealed a Terry Funk shirt because right yeah. before, not too long before this pay-per-view, Terry Funk had passed away. Yeah. And Terry um, Funk. And then, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was right before this one. Bray Wyatt died too. I think. It was a little bit before that, though, because we yeah. had already done, talked about him passing on one of our previous podcasts a while back. So it's been a little bit longer for him. But well, that was I was pretty sure a, that I thought that the Judgment Day had like Bray fans uh, or something on. Well, they might have. I mean, it's not entrance. like it was. It's not like it still wasn't readily close yeah, to even still, this paper. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I think Terry Funk was a week or so before. It wasn't too yeah. long before. Well, that's what I was that, saying. Both of them passed around at the same time. I think it was within a week of each other or something. Yeah, his was August twenty third. Uh, Terry Funk's and Bray Wyatt's was oh August twenty fourth. So they were the yeah. The, I didn't realize they were that close. I don't know why I was thinking it was further apart than that. But still, that was only a week or a week and a half prior to this pay per view. So yeah, so, that's yeah. what I was saying. That I was uh, I remembered that mainly from it. Like, and I really am high on Damian Priest. Same with oh, Finn Balor. Yeah, I've been high on Damian Priest for a while. Yeah, I've been high on all four of the guys. I just thought it was weird now that they dropped the titles to him, and then, mind you, like the, I think it was before. Or no, it was like, we'll talk about that at the next. I'm high on the guys, but Finn Balor still doesn't fit Judgment Day. Yeah, he still doesn't fit, yeah. And now it seems like they're trying to get anybody in the Judgment Day, and I'm like, no, you don't need to get anybody. Like, they kind of, like, went so far with Judgment Day, and they kind of lost the plot a bit with Judgment Day as a whole, because it was supposed to be a spooky type of group. And now it's like, oh, we're just being like Bullet Club or all the other uh, teams that go out there. And yeah, I would agree. Like, I think whoever Damian, they got. I think Damian Priest and Rhea, Rhea Ripley, especially Rhea Ripley. I said this way before Rhea was even in the group, that she fit this group perfectly when she was still teaming with Liv Morgan. And I think Liv Morgan is somebody that could fit in that group if she flipped back to yeah. her, like, crazy gimmick a little bit like you know almost like a if she went like what julia hart's doing in aew with the house of black i think Liv would fit that kind of character honestly um but i liked her harley quinn type gimmick before I, yeah, i'm surprised she ever went away from I that agree. because um but but yeah, this was the standard fare for Street Fight. It was a good match, but you expect that from the yeah. four that were in the match. That's but a, I mean, there that's wasn't like most of the other stuff was like. Yeah, there wasn't crazy know. stuff. They did their like we talked about earlier with the Miz coming out with the 
Cleveland Brown colors. You know, uh, KO had his Terry Funk shirt, and then Sami Zayn came out again with a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey and hockey sticks. So, oh yeah, that's talking to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So it was like they were doing their uh, face moves while Miz was doing his heel shit. And yeah, but I mean, I don't remember anything special happening in the match. Like they all no. hit their finishers. They all hit their special moves. Dominic got yeah, involved. Went, and, yeah. And same with Rio. And then I think JD McDonough did something too. I think at yeah, one he point. did. He pulled Zane out of the ring, but I think he ate a power bomb on the announce table. Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, Rhea Ripley, I think, hit a spear on KO, if I remember right, too. Yeah. Something um, like that. the barricade, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. But Judgment Day did win, and that's where we were saying, based on that finish, we felt that KO and Sami Zayn were hurt, but ever since then, they haven't been off TV. Yeah. So I don't, it's mostly I mean, because so- Sami Zayn at one point had an issue with his elbow. Where it was like the same type of looking thing that John Cena had, where yeah. it looked like he had liquid in his elbow or something that they had to drain. Uh, bursitis, like, probably, than, or something. Yeah. So, like, essentially, that was the only thing that I saw. But, like, that's why I thought it was kind of weird and that they dropped him already. I mean, granted, Judgment Day needs to have all the t- titles at one point anyway, but still. The one thing I wanted to point out that's not result-related that happened between this match and the next one that we're going to talk about, though, is there was a Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes, and this was where Cody Rhodes announced who was going to be coming to Monday Night Raw in that. uh, Oh, yeah. And that was Jey Uso coming. So and that was one of the loudest pops I've ever heard, though, was when he came out. Yeah. And I'm talking I mean, on TV, like live, I've heard loud ones, but that was a loud one. And I was shocked at how the crowd reacted to him. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, and he's gotten that reaction since I'll just point that out. We'll, we'll go into more detail in later podcasts, but yeah, cause stuff has happened since then that we'll point out during the crown jewel one that, um, in preparation for survivor series that we'll talk about, but, um, but yeah, with that, I, did you have anything else to say about the Street Fighter? No, We're going to move on to no. the Rhea match. I mean, pretty much the Rhea versus oh, Raquel Rodriguez match. What? Yeah, one thing I did want to point out, though, we do this. I failed to do it already, but this one, the Judgment Day match went 20 minutes and 45 seconds. So it was the third longest on the card. There were three that were over 20 minutes. Yeah. Or 20 minutes or longer, and this was one of Judgment Day was one of them. The Rhea Ripley match that we're getting ready to talk about went 17 minutes and 20 seconds, though. Yeah. I wanted to point that out and so then, I didn't forget. Well, and the main thing, uh, one of the only things that I say about this match, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez, is that it's seen, and like, I like to have Rhea have like a nice long reign. I think that Raquel was a good choice for like who she was facing because it kind of like gives her a legitimate person that could possibly take the title away but you knew it was still too early to like have her drop the belt i think Rhea should have it for a long time well and the funny thing is when we talk yeah when we talk about it going 17 minutes and 20 seconds nothing of note must have happened because when you look at like 
results, there's like a paragraph of what happened in the match. So yeah, it's because it's mostly so, them going back and forth. It, yeah. it wasn't like anything that stuck out to me. Mostly because I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of Raquel. Oh, I've never had like, We've had that conversation. I mean, like, Rhea she Ripley played. is awesome. I love her character. I love her theme. Like how she comes out of the, like. The shit that she's doing with Judgment Day, where she's essentially kind of taken over as leader of the group, I yeah. kind of love it. Like even in subsequent things that I've seen on Raw or snippets of here and there, it's like she's just taking the ball and was like, "Yeah, this is what we need to get done." So with watching this match, I was like, "Dude, they could have ended it a lot earlier than they did." I get why they didn't, because they didn't want to make Raquel look super weak. But, like, and I guess, like, from what I've been seeing is that Raquel's thing isn't supposed to be her back. It's supposed to be a tra- her traps. Is what they're the traps is her on. back, though. I mean, it's... Oh, it's, but I thought well, it was, I mean, like, the top part of her back, but... Well, the top like, part, the know. traps are the top part of the back, but she flexes her lats. Like when she brings her shoulders out like this, that's not your traps are this part, the top part of your, you know, your neck part that goes out to your shoulders. You got the middle traps that are in the middle that go down further. You're low. You're, uh, but anyways, but regardless, she's still not even like fully like muscular. So when she does that, it just doesn't look right to me. Like yeah, I think Rhea I don't Ripley's think she's bigger than strong. she is. What? I don't think that's the one thing that I think is the, the that isn't believable to me for her is that I don't think she's that strong, and they're kind of no one she's proven it. as strong. And like when yet, she like a powerhouse, but, but she ain't that strong. Yeah, she should look really strong against like a Zelina Vega and shit. But you know who looks really strong? Rhea Ripley does like, so that's why Raquel does not look that way when she faces those little girls like Zelina Vega. And let's see, who else am I thinking of? That's small. Uh, Liv Morgan, probably. Yeah, but she's uh, even a little bit bigger than Zelina Vega. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, I'm trying to think who else is tiny. Well, Zelina Vega is probably the smallest that they have in WWE right now. I think I've seen her face Raquel Rodriguez, and she had issues lifting her up sometimes. Like, I don't even think that uh, she could lift Rhea Ripley up without help. Like, from Rhea Ripley, I mean. Yeah. Um, So that's why you didn't really see her do a lot of that. Right and yet, so on NXT, I saw this dude, one of the Creed brothers, literally uh, one arm powerbomb uh, the dudes from uh, that left or it got released. Um, it's the dudes that was with Joe Gacy. I, uh, oh, yeah, I think the, their team yeah. name was Schism. Yeah, they used. They were, well, yeah, they used to be. Wasn't that? Oh no, I'm like, thinking of. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, I no, can't I'm remember their of, other old team name. Yeah, I'm thinking but of them later. Zach but, Gibson and uh, I forgot his other name. Yeah, I was Damn confusing it. it with the prior Joe Gacy guys that went to AEW and got released there too. The ones that oh, were okay. the future Brock Lesnar was one of them, I think, or something. Yeah, 
Can't uh, think of his Parker name. Parker Boudreau. But... I know yeah. that. Yeah. And then I can't remember the dude that was covered in tattoos or whatever. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't either. But it, they obviously were bad if they didn't make it in AEW. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah. Like so, had issues or whatever with anybody, yeah. probably. But, I mean, yeah, besides that, Rhea Ripley, you know, she won like was expected. And so I think that was just another match that had to fill the card. Because, yeah. again, they didn't have Roman on this card. You know, he does. He only he's like Brock Lesnar now um where he only comes to the major ones yeah and i don't feel that or freaking or like the overseas ones for saudi or one of them like crown jewel i wouldn't anticipate consider a major one but because it's overseas you know in another country it's considered that i guess to wwe it's not like SummerSlam or survivor series but it's treated that way because of probably the requests of the governments in those other countries like they want specific people to be on the card it's like a few years ago when goldberg was on the damn card out of nowhere and yeah. it was because saudi wanted him over there um but anyway so the last match was seth rollins and shinsuke and shinsuke uh I, okay his I shit's brilliant right now and this I is like where the stuff with uh, uh seth right i like well the, the damn shit this stuff, was the stuff with the comic book right? one yeah. well this is the oh, thing with the actually, comic book right and this where wasn't the, the comic book one the comic book one was Fastlane. oh okay this so one was I gave him talking away, about his was... back breaking okay like where he was talking about his weakness with his back and exploit it with his stuff's just been brilliant yeah, he's been, that's where I always said, I said the same thing with Oscar when like a perfect heel move is to not speak in English. Like yeah. it's, if you're a foreigner, you should speak in your native. I've said the same thing when Miro was in WWE as a uh, Rusev, he should have come out speaking in, in a Russian or Romanian, like almost like what Lana was doing. And then, yeah. uh, but yeah, that's a perfect heel move. And with him doing that and the stuff he's saying during his promos too, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he's still doing it even now. We'll get to that when we talk about the later pay-per-views, but, um, he's still talk making statements in, in, uh, his native language and talking about, and there's oh, things he's saying the, speculating yeah. on who might be coming at some Survivor Series, but we'll get that uh, to that later. Well, my my thing is that they should have pulled the trigger on Shinsuke a long time ago with AJ, and now that they didn't, and feels kind of stupid now that they didn't. Like, and then now they did this, where it's like they finally turned him into a good character that can legitimately beat Seth Rollins. And then he doesn't. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I think Seth, I don't know if he's at the, we talked about this before. Like, I don't know if he's at the tail end of his stuff, Yeah, you know, of his career or if, uh, you know, it's just kind of, but it seems like it, it almost seems like him and Becky are planning their exit. Like they're doing all the stuff they want to do before they leave. And, like a good title reign for him is like his final thing. Well, it also kind of reminds me of Orange Cassidy, especially after this match, is that uh, we were talking about Orange Cassidy's uh, 
rain where it was laying slowly wearing him down. It sounds like WWE's trying to do this essentially the same thing, but with Seth. <laughs> because that's pretty much what happened in this match. He kept up beating him up constantly <laughs> with his back and everything. And then essentially like Seth just squeaked out a win where he was uh this wasn't the one where he did the stomp off the top rope though. This one was like just he just stomped him and then he ju- uh, I forgot what he did before um, before it though. Uh like I know he stomped him and then uh Shinsuke just like uh didn't survive like he just like got out from it or something. Yeah, but, like know. yeah, it could have been a lot better. Like this was a good yeah. match. It wasn't like it blew yeah. me away though. Like it, it you know, yeah. it was it was the standard Seth Rollins. I always talk about it. Like when we watch a Seth Rollins match or a Roman match, Seth can go along with whoever he's wrestling. That's the one big difference that I noticed with him is there will be slight changes in matches with him based yeah. on who he's wrestling. Roman, it'll be the same match. It'll be the Every same time match, you yeah. see Roman in a match and Dean Ambrose was the same way or John Moxley when he was in WWE. You always expected to see that thing in between the rope when he would hit the rope and come off of it. That happened in every match he was in. Same thing with Baron. It might be, but Seth Rollins must have some different control over how his matches go, or he gives more input because there is high-flying moments for him, but every match he does is not exactly the same. I mean, yeah. yeah, he'll do a curb stomp, but everybody does their finishers and stuff like that. But he'll change the way he does them. And it almost reminds me kind of the way Triple H would do his pedigree. Sometimes he'd do it differently. Or Randy Orton doing his RKO. He'd come out of nowhere doing it a different way. And I think that's why they look better when they're wrestling because their matches may for somewhat go the same way, but then their finish will come out of nowhere. Like, yeah. and you won't expect it to come across the way that it does. But other than that, this match went 26 minutes and five seconds, but it wasn't like, it was one of my favorites. I would say it's up there with the judgment day match, but none of the matches on the card were crazy good to me. Yeah. I mean, like, but, I it's mean, not something I was blown away by payback. All the WWE matches have been kind of like that. Some, and that's why I probably struggle. some pay-per-views, but most of the time it's about the same shit. And that's probably <laughs> why I've struggled actually doing the podcast on a lot of these pay-per-view events, because there's nothing been like, ooh, raw, let's do yeah. the podcast, right? And, so, and it's, some of them, it's like, just like, just and it's really the same stuff up. over and over again. Like yeah. we literally are talking about, like we'll see, you guys will see in the fast lane, uh, podcast that we talk about that. Yeah. A, a lot of the same people were involved and there were a few matches that weren't different, but for the for the most part that, and there were, and there were a couple that were like, what the crown fuck? jewel that I just really don't want to cover just because, well, we haven't even, for one, we haven't even watched it yet. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's mostly because I've been spoiled on it, too. But, like, I just I just hate the Crown Jewel ones. Like, there hasn't been, like, there's one been Crown what? Jewel that I've actually liked. Well, there's like been, what, of three of them, and we've only covered one, right? Because yeah. 
We were yeah. on the cruise, the Jericho cruise for the first one. We covered the second one, and then this one, right? There's only been three yeah, of them. I it think, was like right? three or four, or something like that. But we've only talked we've only about talked. one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly because like a lot of them kind of, I don't know, just seems like cash grab, and they don't feel like they really add much to the regular scheme thing. I'm like, it doesn't seem like most of the time that they add anything where you're just like, yeah, well, I want to uh, talk about it. It's like for a lot of it there. Well, we talked about it kind of earlier and the, the fact that it's kind of at the request of the Saudi government, it seems like what Matt, who shows up. So like, there's no real setup to a lot of the matches. Like, so like, you know, I think, all of a sudden, and we'll get to it then, but some of the matches were like, what? It's like when yeah. you look at who was, was facing like each other. It's like Undertaker and Kane. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. What, I mean, are you, uh, what are you doing? And then I think one was Undertaker versus Goldberg, I think. And then yeah. he almost murdered <laughs> Undertaker. So, <laughs> so it's like but, uh, certain things, yeah. But for so, that, I don't know if I have anything said, else yeah. for payback. Yeah. I mean, and essentially, we'll, it's like we're talking about in the next few days, at least, we're talking about this one, then Wrestle Dream, then uh, what's it called? Fastlane. And then eventually, we'll talk about Crown Jewel. Well, yeah, Fastlane so, will be before Wrestle Dream because it happened the day before. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it'll be payback. Fast line, Wrestle Dream, Crown Jewel. And then not too far in the future will be full gear for AEW and Survivor Series. So we've got <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We gotta get caught up now because we're gonna be behind if we don't. So but yeah, yep. so expect this one will release tomorrow. Or as of filming it'll release on the eighth of November. So that that's when you guys will be listening to this couple of days after that expect the fast lane one to be released so expect that around the 10th either that or the 9th because actually we might release this one on thursday because scream creeps our scream creeps podcast will be released in the morning yeah. uh so whatever w- it'll be released in, yeah. within a few days yeah yeah <laughs> so expect a bunch of wrestling podcasts to be released in the week in the next week that way so, we could just be, man, it'd be good for at least. Well, like, caught up at least until three weeks. Uh, full gear on Survivor Series, at least. Yep. But yeah. So, with so. all that being said, thank you for uh, watching the video. Go to all of our uh, socials and stuff for leaving comments or watching more of our videos and stuff like that. Yeah, currently and, we're on YouTube, but we're going to be releasing videos also on Rumble and. Uh, I heard about Odyssey too, but I don't know what Odyssey is. But like, but, I, I yeah, feel that it's similar to it. But yeah. but yeah, we will be releasing on Rumble here shortly. All of our videos will be released there. So yeah, for all of us here so, at the Heart of Geek, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, yeah, uh, wrestling with the Willies. Check it out on your favorite podcast platform if you made it this far. Um, subscribe to the podcast that way you get you hear them. Otherwise, go to our website at www.theheartofgeek.com. The link will be in the description for everybody watching on YouTube. Uh, But 
all of our videos and all of our podcasts are actually out there on the website released the day that they are released to everybody else. So I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll yeah. see you in the next one. Yeah. Peace. All right. I stopped that one.